Hey, everybody, Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. Thank you for joining. One day after the election, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Or excuse me, one day after the debates, what are we going to talk about? Geez, I fast forwarded in time. I have been getting a question all day. And from my work, from friends, from people who watch the show. And I don't know why all of a sudden I have become the prophet uh, or Nostradamus, but I will attempt to predict And the only thing I can say for certain is that Isaac Asimov is looking even more of a genius than he already was when he said, anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. keep getting asked the question. Also, another common question is, why do you take a hit off the vape uh, before you start talking? Well, because it's kind of rude to do it during the show and there's a video playing, I'll do it. So it's my last chance to do it for anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. And I've got my handy dandy drink and I've got my pencil and my name is Matt and I'm with Don't Unfriend Me. And it's an interesting day here in the, uh, the old Spear household. We got done watching the debate. It was a good one. I think it was a great one, actually. Um, but the question that I'm receiving more than any any other is, does Donald Trump stand a chance? And I, I think I can talk about the more existential answer and cover it all in one shot and say yes and no. Uh, both are possible. Both could happen. But I think there's some things and some signs from the past that I can bring some light to that aren't going to be based upon polls, because this is the way polls work. (laughs) And here's the simple way. I'm going to take a poll. How many of you have ever been called for a national poll? None of you, period. The odds of you being called for a poll when the sample size, honestly, is smaller than you would think sometimes 10, sometimes 100, and in very rare circumstances, 1,000. Polls are on the basis of ratio and proportion, that if they call 10 people, as long as they times that by the amount of people there are, in a certain demographic, in a certain place, all weighing the same, they ultimately will have a basic idea of how people feel within three to four points of the margin. As we know, the more complex a situation is, people tend not to tell you. I'm going to use something that is an analogy. If there are any kids in the room, but I'm not going to cuss or anything. I'll just say, why don't you ask a woman if she has any device that assists in nocturnal relationships with her partner in the evening? What type of answer are you going to receive? Sure, I do. It's like a jackhammer or it's a it's a chainsaw or, or, or a windblower. Please. Just like if you asked a man, have you ever worn women's underwear? 
you're probably going to get an answer of absolutely not. But that doesn't mean the truth. So the reason I use those extreme points, and if anyone is calling you and asking those questions, I would hang up, is that it's dependent upon the severity of the answer and what damage it can get back onto you. In this day and age where privacy, or privacy as the English say, is not necessarily the most focal point for our government. And people believe that they will be judged by their political party. Now, I seriously doubt there are Biden supporters who are afraid to put up a Biden symbol or a political sticker or a flag because there isn't the animosity and hatred towards him. Certainly being liberal, there's a lot of hatred from the right. But if you are a Trump fan, you immediately are lumped into the worst possible categories in the world. So therefore, there's going to be this shadow element, the one that I talked about in 2016. If you go on my page and look at it, there is a shadow element. These are the people who will never tell you the truth, even tell you they're voting for Biden, and they're not. This is the common Trump supporter. Are you ready? Somebody will come on the page and say, that person's a real jerk. I can't remember if I've cussed or not. I don't think I have. Anyway, that person's a real jerk. And I don't like Donald Trump. And then you'll see most Trump supporters go off and just defriend the person. Or more commonly, they will say, I know he says things that I don't like too, but, and they're always apologizing him away. Or they will just not say anything at all. This is that shadow element. These are the people who are afraid. I'm not one of them, but in 2016, I was. I was working for a very prestigious top Fortune 15 company, and I was terrified to say I was at least not going to support Hillary Clinton, and I was considering supporting Donald Trump. So that shadow element plays a large part. And we'll never hear about it. The second thing is national polls are not the way to recognize or project the Electoral College. The popular vote means nothing. The popular vote shouldn't even be counted because ultimately all it does is create dissension. However, we want to make sure that we track that number and see how many Americans are actually voting and people have an idea and when Democrats win the Electoral College, but don't lose the pop or don't win the popular vote, they don't care. They only care when they lose the election, just like everything else, like the Supreme Court justices. And if this situation was reversed, they would put somebody on the bench without even a second thought. So let's take a look at why the general election and the primaries are different. And national polling can't tell either one. Well, the primaries are, is that most politicians will go from the liberal side, go into the center and move from that immediately, whatever they're known for. And they will go all the way to the left and they will pull progressives into the center with them. That's predominantly what happens. This is not what happened, is that Joe Biden, the closer he gets to the election, becomes more progressive and farther to the left, which is interesting and hasn't been done before. Interesting strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Republicans tend to stay the same. They just maybe stop a lot of the rhetoric about abortion and religion and things like that. But this is interesting. I haven't seen it before. So that's that's a dichotomy that's different. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. My gut would tell me that the further left he goes, the further the center moves towards Trump. And that is a 
very dangerous game he's playing. I would not recommend it. So one right there leads me to believe that we're going to gain some votes from the middle that we didn't have in 2016, which is a plus. However, I do believe that <clears throat> suburban women, um, college educated or not, are not necessarily on Trump's side. Now, he has done something over the last couple of weeks, which is he has been more polite to the debate. Uh, the lady last night, Welker, was female, was nicer to her, wasn't too bad during the town hall and took some hits and didn't escalate. And he had a lot of the women there shaking their heads in unison and clapping loud for him. And he had a lot in that town hall. People don't understand how good that town hall was for Donald Trump's image. And he seems to be softer. The rhetoric is calming down. So I think the bleeding has stopped on that, which is also good. A couple of the other things that are good is the Hispanic vote is 16% higher as far as registered Hispanics. And polling will tell us that Hispanics are in favor of Donald Trump 16% more than they were in 2016, which is a wonderful number. Um, and that African-Americans are up around anywhere from some say 9 to 11%, still very much in favor, both parties in favor of Biden, but that's still votes that can help. Let's take a look at the largest demographic to register to vote this election is also uneducated or non-college. I hate that uneducated non-college white males between the ages of 22 and 45 is the largest demographic of new registered voters. That is president Trump's bread and butter. And that is an extremely large demographic. We're talking an additional 22 to 23 million people registered to vote between those three that would add to his overall total. But remember, he could have lost some as well. He could have lost some from the military. We just don't know. So when we look at that, it's hard to tell. National polls don't do a good job, like I said, because it's not the popular vote. And remember, people tend to be a little bit close to the vest. And it's not a national poll, but it's really the swing states. And if you look at the swing states, they're very close. And after last night's debate, debate I predicted a 5%, seven, 5 to 7% increase and a, and a tightening of the national, which is showing that it's going to, and it already is, jumped immensely. And that the swing states are getting tighter as well. I think Florida is within one or two points now. So as I predicted, it's getting closer. And that's bad news for Joe Biden because Donald Trump was severely behind against HRC and still managed to decisively beat her in the Electoral College. And the popular vote means nothing. There are always more Democrats than there are Republicans. It's the way it works. When you have 21 million illegal immigrants in our, in our states, yeah. So you can't tell from there. So let's go to policy. Well, last night we heard Joe Biden's policies. He doesn't have any. You know, a, a good friend of mine, Skip, challenged me last night. We got into a little tiff, and that's okay because Skip's a good dude, and he's a shipmate, and I'd love him forever. I, I don't really don't care. You can argue with me. I don't care. I'll just be rude to you right back, and then we'll make up and kiss. But he made a comment that Joe Biden presented his plan and Trump didn't, and I, I agree that Trump didn't. Trump doesn't have a plan, and I really don't care because that doesn't affect me. Uh, as much as it affects other people. But I understand his point is that it, it impacts maybe 1% of overall voters. And, and that's important. I get it. But Trump can also fall back on prescription drug prices down, privatized insurance moving against each other and lowering the prices. 
Um, he can talk about what he's done with the VA, and he can talk about what he wants to do in the future, which is ultimately have state regulations lifted so they can do cross tri tri state. Uh, hospitals and doctor's office and then start competing at a larger level. Like for me, it would be fantastic because I'm in the middle of Virginia and I've got five states all around me I can beat to in an hour. Ultimately, he doesn't have a health care plan. You're right, Skip. But either does Biden. Biden's just saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on ACA and allow you to keep your insurance. Well, that's exactly what we have now. Well, I'm going to make it better. Okay, well, that's what Trump says. So how are you going to do it? I don't know. Well, then... You don't have a plan either. And honestly, America does not understand what a public option is. They don't get it. You got to remember who you're talking to. Um, that doesn't explain it for people. So neither of them won on health care. And I give that to, to Biden that if anyone was going to win, he presented himself more effectively. And that's about it. I even reflected on coronavirus. Um, he got him to say, you know, that. We need to learn how to live with this, which is true. And then Biden's like, we need to learn how to die with this. And it's a dark winter. I mean, it was like, whoa, Democrats are never that dark. And it was an interesting switch. But to get him to talk about oil and fracking and actually admit to that is just, that's just devastating for Biden. I mean, absolutely devastating. 10 million votes at least. And that's not even the family. Those are those people with the jobs. Let's assume those are families of two and three because they're fairly well-paying jobs. Anywhere between forty and $75,000. Um, that's, that's a family of two, three in, in, in rural areas, sub, non-suburb, high-end, high-value areas. I lived on that for years. Um, that's going to kill him. It's just absolutely going to kill him. They're going to just beat him over the head. He also said something which was a sleeper that nobody really caught on to, and I haven't heard it anywhere, which is really interesting, is he said, I have never taken a foreign dollar in my life. Okay, 47 years, you better be sure. You're worth millions, Joe. You've got multiple homes. You are loaded. You sure it never came through your foundation? You sure you never received a gift? You sure uh, a, a car that you received from your son after he's a, a millionaire? What was he buying you, you know, Cocoa Puffs and ramen? No, he was probably buying you sports cars or maybe some blow from what we've heard. The point is, is you better be sure because you're darn tooting right now that the Trump team is digging through as much as they possibly can. And he's knocking on the door of the IRS and anyone else to see if there's any open investigations on foreign monies that you've taken. And just the impropriety would, would destroy you. And if that comes out in the next 10 days, which I think it might, then you can kiss the election goodbye. Because then you lied on the national stage and you will not lose the hardliners. But then this race will not become red meat base it'll become the middle and trust me there's nothing more that ticks off the middle than corruption so he he made some statements that are going to probably come back to bite him within the next 12 days and probably before the election so now let's move into another variable let's talk about you know um this covid relief bill and extending ppp and it looks like a deal will be done. And I was asked about that. I said, yeah, I think it's going to get done. I don't think the Democrats can afford to. There's too many seats up for government. I think the election has been conceded that they know that they can't predict. But they can certainly know that if they don't pass something, Democrats are going to get slaughtered in the, in, in the House uh, and in the Senate. 
So they are going to have to pass something and they will. And ultimately it'll be a it'll be a wash. Nobody's going to get major credit. Donald Trump will be excellent at taking credit for it. And simply Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the national presence that Donald Trump does and Biden won't come out of his basement. So here's the X factor. I've just went through everything there for you and I've given it that you can't tell any way, shape or form. The debates, the pundits, the news, the media, the prognosticators of the prognosticators. You you just can't tell. Who knows? And America inherently, it can be fickle. So the one other thing I didn't mention is that during wartime, which COVID is a wartime, let's face it, national crisis, 9-11, we weren't necessarily at war, but we rallied around the president. You look at at Vietnam, there was a, a lot of dissension towards the president, but rally around LBJ because of Kennedy's assassination. You take a look at Nixon. Well, Nixon was Nixon. But you can go into World War I, World War II. You can go to Wilson, Woodrow Wilson. You can go into Truman. You can go into anybody where there is a conflict. Hell, you can even go back to the Civil War that there was a lot of dissension towards Abraham Lincoln. But when he died, although there was a lot of people who celebrated, it, it was an impact on the country, a huge impact on the country. So during wartime or national crisis, usually America does not change out an incumbent president. That's history. Not always, but predominantly they do not. They leave that person in because they are used to what that person will do. And they're confident that that person will handle it a certain way. And as long as that person, especially when you look at Donald Trump's record, is pretty consistent with what he says he's going to do. You may not like his policies, but he's the most honest when it comes to fulfilling what he says he will do than any other president I've ever seen. So most people stick with the, 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 the devil that they know versus the devil that they don't. I can go through some notes that I wrote down, and I wrote down a ton of all the scoring of the debate, but we won't talk about that. I'm running out of time. So Brittany, to answer your question, Michael, to answer your question, Jay, to answer yours, Candace to answer yours, Brian to answer yours, and I don't know who, who else sent me a note. I think Frank sent me something, but I don't, I don't think it was about that, but it doesn't matter. I will tell you the thing that I look at is something this close is I go back to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a magnetic personality and still is. He's got an easy smile. He's not super hard on the eyes. He's got charm. He's a saxophone player, so he's got wind. And overall, he's got something that people like. And before President Obama, he was the cat's meow when it came to the Democrats. He was considered to be the next Kennedy, and they said that. He certainly liked to smoke cigars like Kennedy did. Oh, rim shot. Do I have a rim shot? Do I have a rim shot? Do I have a rim shot? I don't have a rim shot. Son of a gun. I was sure I put that in there. Sorry, folks. No rim shot. Anyway. So I look at Bill Clinton and what won it for Bill Clinton in the end and why the Republicans did not get a fourth term is truly because he pounded pavement. His ground game was incredible. His work ethic was tireless. He was everywhere. The donut shop king is is not a myth. It's He would go into rural communities and go into these shops and just – preach from the bar stool and people would love it. And Beto O'Rourke tried to do it, but Beto O'Rourke has about as much class as 
a mushroom. Uh, he and Clinton was excellent at this, and he would go out and he would he would press flesh and he not that type of flesh, but he would literally put his hand in people as they drove by on, on, in cars, and he was excellent at it. I've never seen anyone better until Donald Trump. Donald Trump, his schedule, he's going to be in three different states tonight. Saturday, he's going to go back from Mar-a-Lago. He's going to be in four states. He's going to do four to five rallies. Sunday, he's going to be in three states and do three to four rallies. And he will continue to do this, even putting in full days of work, and continue to do multiple rallies a day. I've seen the man fly from Florida to Arizona in one night, not get home till three or four in the morning. Nobody can outpace his work ethic. And Joe Biden is going to have a couple of small layovers. He's going to stay in his basement. He's not going to all the swing states. And he is not doing anything. And very similar, similarly, similar, whatever, comparably to comparable to Hillary Clinton, is doing absolutely nothing at all. This and the other things that I mentioned tell me the X factor is, is that Donald Trump has completely owned the media cycles yet again. And the only airtime Biden's getting is on commercials. Donald Trump is doing something he didn't do last time. He is owning the airwaves as well and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. I believe, Brittany, because you specifically asked me first, that Donald Trump will win. I don't think the American people will give him a mandate, though. Because the justices are confirmed, I think they may give the Senate to the Democrats, which is terrifying. And that would be a lame duck second term, which I think would be a travesty for America. I hope I'm wrong. And I think I might be. But I would be really surprised if they get the House. I think the gubernational stays where it's at, the governor's mayors. Uh, But I think the House stays with the Democrats. I think the Senate stays with the Republican. I'm hoping that's a 50-50. And I think America sticks with the devil that they know. I think a lot of people are going to come out and vote. And I think the Democrats are, have a little bit of wind out of their sails. One, for two reasons. One, because it's Joe Biden. And two, because they will not have a SCOTUS pick to apply. And they basically lost that fight. And stacking the court, nobody really wants. Because it's an endless game that only works for four years. And then you're going to lose that election and it's going to be done again. So I think, in my gut that Trump will win. And I think he will have a bigger margin than Hillary Clinton, the win against Hillary Clinton. I I think it will be decisive. If he does, I don't think it'll be close. The only other thing we can talk about is these magical votes. And I want you to be really calm about this is that understand votes are broken up by almost zip code. Now there are a certain amount of zip codes in a certain amount of counties. Those counties are all collected. If there's 26,000 people in those counties and they get 32,000 votes, trust me, folks, that they're going to wash that. They'll either completely wash it or they'll start an investigation in that county. And if enough counties turn red like that, red not in the color of being Democrat or Republican, but red in the negative, ultimately they're going to slow that down and start investigating. But if they don't add up to a total deficit that could sway it one way or another, they're not going to call it. 
um, or they will call it, if it does and would make a difference in the outcome, they will absolutely not call it. But understand this, it doesn't mean that the other 40 counties in the state were doing that. So there's, there's just so much we don't know. I will tell you there's been plenty of states that have been successful at mail-in voting. I'm going to kill my mail app, I swear to God. Uh, there have been many, many states that do mail-in voting, and they have been fine for years. Um, I don't think at this level that we're going to be able to successfully count it, but we'll find out. The last thing I will give you, and then I'm going to leave you because it's a 25-minute show, is that in the end, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, if you have to listen to, to Joe Biden for four years, is it really going to kill you? It's so much better than Hillary. And yes, your taxes will go up, but you'll get other stuff that'll help you. Your prescription costs might go down and Democrats just don't tax and tax and tax and don't give anything back. The problem is what they give you back usually doesn't help you and work. And it's really just robbing Peter to pay Paul. And ultimately, when these things fail, we all pay the price. And that's what's wrong with liberalism. I don't know how to reassure you. I don't know how to make you feel better. But I do know how you can help. And that is have honest conversation with your friends. And if you have a significant other, sit down with them and walk through it together. You owe yourselves that. It's okay to think the same way. My wife and I sit down and we will go through every proposition, every possible state and city amendment, because we believe that we have a vision for what we want our children's future to look like. And we will pretty much agree on just about everything. And you don't have to do that. You can disagree. But your influence is important. And I would ask you to get out and vote and be there, especially if you're in a swing state. And that's the best advice I can give you. But we will find out. And I will tell you, I've been through many of these. And every time I always doubt. And somehow, deep in my heart, if I search, I knew what was going to happen. And the only time that I've ever been wrong is in 2016 when I bet against Donald Trump. And I would challenge you not to bet against him again. Because the man doesn't know how to lose. Thank you for watching. I hope that answered your question. If it didn't, maybe I'll try again some other time. But real quick, I just want to talk about Veterans Crisis Hotline. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is way too many. We can help them by calling 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. And if you have a veteran in your life who's struggling, please reach out. Help them. We lose too many brothers and sisters a day. Thank you, everybody. Rest easy. Tomorrow's another day, and I have a feeling more is on the way. We'll see you next time. God bless.